Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time suits when you're hearing the sound of my voice. This is Tia with She Speaks Podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to be discussing um, the issue of your childhood affecting your adult relationships. And a lot of us either have issues with having a toxic parent, whether it was your mother whether it was your father, or if you had an absent parent and a mother who wasn't around, or a father who wasn't around, and how that affects your current relationship or your relationships in general. So for me, I've had issues in my childhood, I would say, with both parents. With my mother, um, I'm not going to say I had issues. It was... The way that she raised us does affect how I interact with people today in my adult relationships. So, my mother had me when she was only 15. So, with her being only 15, of course, she doesn't know how to raise a child. A majority of the time, uh, my grandmother and grandfather were raising me because, of course, my mother still had to finish high school. And with them raising me, um, and I was the only grandchild that lived in the house. So I basically was spoiled, of course, when you had grandparents. Um, that's what they do. They spoil you, give you what you want. And with my mother, once we moved out of the house, um, of course, with her being so young, having her first child, it's like the trial run. You're the trial run kid. You got to figure out what works, what doesn't work when raising a kid. Well, that's your first one. I know I've been through that with my oldest. You know, you don't know what you're doing, but you figure it out as you go along. So with my mother, um, I was the oldest, and then she had my sister at 19. And then she got married in her 20s. And then my two brothers came along. So with that timeline, was really no bonding, I want to say. Like, I love my mother. She loves me. But the relationship was not, was never like a really close one, like a mother and daughter relationship. Um, I don't really remember the closeness, I want to say, like being hugged. And just showing general affection. So with that, in my current relationships, that is something that I crave. Like to be hugged on and shown love physically. And when it's not given to me, I don't feel like the other person cares. I don't feel like they're paying attention to me because they're not showing that physical affection. And for me to give that to my partner is kind of awkward is something I have to um, do like I have to mentally think about it and do it it's not something that comes natural um, I know my ex would always say like you don't act like you're happy to see me you don't come and hug me when I get home and stuff like that and it was just like to me it was like normal like I don't know how to just be affectionate without thinking about it so there'll be times where in any of my relationships um, where I wanted to 
be the excited girlfriend. Oh my God, baby, you home. Give me a hug. I miss you. I wanted to do that, but it's just something that's just awkward for me to do. It's something I have to think about doing it and then actually do it. And then even when I think about it before, it's like it just doesn't feel real because it's forced. When I force it's something I have to think about doing and then do it. So with me showing affection, even sometimes to my oldest son, it's just like awkward to to hold him or like to hug him or sit and talk with him sometimes because it's just like I didn't experience that. So it's just a pattern that I learned. Like once a kid gets a certain age, it's just like, okay, you don't need to be hugged on no more because you're old enough. And with my youngest son, the four-year-old, you know, they, little kids don't care if you push them away. They still come to get their hug. You don't give them their hug. You don't give them their attention. And with kids and babies, it's easier for me to be like, oh, and you hold them and you hug them and kiss them and stuff like that. But I look at it as, um, well, how I've seen it before is like once a kid gets a certain age, they don't, you don't need to hug on them and stuff no more. And that's wrong because my son has said, the oldest one, that he sometimes wants to have hugs and for me to like talk to him and just have that bonding time. So that's something I am working on with him. And also with my mother, she can be, she's an Aries. So she can be really aggressive in the way that she expresses herself. And she's hot-tempered. She'll get mad at the drop of a dime if something is not going her way. And, but at the same time, she's very loving and um, giving. Like, you can ask her for something and she'll probably be pissed off at first. But then she's going to do it anyway because that's the way just she shows her affection is just like helping anyway. So I have that in me as well. Like I can be very hot tempered and get mad if something does not go my way. And when I reflect on the way that I was raised, I can see how those patterns have adapted into my personal life now as an adult. Um, And another thing with my mother and also my grandmother, I've seen them um, do things on their own. Like, we've been single mothers. It's never been, I'm going to wait on this man to help me. I'm going to do it myself. And that's exactly how I am now. I will never sit back and wait on a man to do anything for me. Like, I'm not going to wait for you to give me money. I'm not going to wait for you to help me. I'm going to go ahead and do it myself because I can do it myself. I was never raised to be like that damsel in distress. Oh, my God, I need a man to help me lift this heavy stuff. No, I'm going to go ahead and do it myself because I'm not going to wait on anybody. So not depending on a man to help me with anything is also a part of how I was raised and how that um, plays out my relationships now. I'm not waiting for anybody to do anything for me. Because you wait on somebody, you know you're on their time, and I'm not on anybody's time. Um, And then as far with my dad, well, I'm not going to call him my dad. I'm going to call him my father because he's never been a dad. Um, when my mom was pregnant, my grandmother moved her away from my father, um, from the county, I mean, from the city to the county, which was like a 30, 45 minute 
drive or whatever away. Because my mom was 15. He was, I think, almost 18. So she moved him away. She moved her away. And actually, my mom was supposed to um, get an abortion with me. But instead of her going, she just went. She got on the school bus and went home. So here I am. Um, So anyway, he was like, but I don't remember too much about him being around that much as when I was like a toddler age or whatever. But as I got older, he was he was just like in and out. He would be there sometimes and sometimes he wasn't. And with me being a kid, I didn't understand the dynamic. Like I still don't know what was going on. I don't know if um, he was just not wanting to be around or he couldn't because of the distance or my grandmother, my mother was just like keeping him away. I don't know what was going on. I just know sometimes he was there and sometimes he wasn't. And when I got to middle school, I'm going to say like the seventh, eighth grade is really when I kind of remember more about him being around and not being around. Um, so it was like when I was in the eighth grade, he had a daughter with this other lady and they got married and stuff. And so then he had like this whole other family and I felt like he just forgot about me and he moved on with his family that he can have in his own house and he can take care of them in his own house. They had a house, they had a dog, you know, they had the whole little family that you see like on TV. And I just felt like I was the kid that was, like, on the side looking in on his family. And then, like I said, it was always in and out, in and out. Sometimes he would say he's coming to get me, and I was going to go with them for the weekend. And he wouldn't show up. So, in my current relationships, or whatever you want to call them, I see the pattern of me trying to get the guys that I date to see me as being good enough. Like, I still sometimes feel like that girl who was on the outside, the little girl was on the outside, and they have this family, and I'm trying to prove that I'm good enough to, you know, be around or um, to be in their family, kind of, if that makes sense. But it's like you cannot um, prove that you're good enough to anybody. You just, they either have to appreciate you and know and see that you're good enough or they don't. Like, I can't force myself on anybody. So, with that, um, I recognize that pattern when I'm trying to, or when I'm dating. It's like I'm trying to get someone to like me enough so they can stay around. Because my dad was never around, I felt like what was I doing that he wouldn't that he didn't want to be around like I'm your child, your first daughter, why would you want to be around me like you know what I'm saying and I never call him I've never called him daddy, I always called him by like his nickname, never called him daddy at all, even now, not now because I haven't seen him in like I don't even know it's been. It's been like three or four years. 
Yeah, no, actually, it's been like four years. Like when I first had my youngest son, I seen him. He seen Tyson when he was a baby. And that was the last time I saw him. Um, And at one point, my oldest son asked me if he had died because he hadn't seen him in so long. And I had to just explain to him that he just, he's alive, but he's just not around. And I think that was the last time Tyler asked about him. Um, And then also with the in and out, like him coming in, him leaving, coming in, leaving. And I noticed with the guys I date, sometimes I allow them to come and go, come and go as they please, because I feel what I felt. You know, that's what my dad did. And I know that he loved me, but, you know, maybe just had other things to do. And I see now it's like, that's not what I want. I don't want somebody who is in and out, in and out. And I can't keep allowing that because that's what I'm used to having. That was my first experience. Like, when you have, when a man has a daughter, y'all relationship shapes how her relationships will be when she grows into a woman. And because my dad was in and out, in and out, I would allow men who I'm dating or was dating to be in and out when they felt like it um, because that's what I was used to. That's what my first experience was with the man. It's just him in and out, him not showing up, him not keeping his promises. So that affected my relationships in the past. And I'm going to say in the past because going forward, I know that's not what I want. I don't want inconsistent. I don't want broken promises. I don't want in and out. It's either you're going to be here consistently, like I've said before, or you're not. And I think um, going forward, like I said, I know the things that I want, what I don't want. And I just have to keep recognizing the patterns that I have developed as a kid. Um, and not to continue them as an adult because I know better now. So I just got to keep working and being conscious of the things that are happening around me in my relationships. And there are also people who have great parents and they may still have issues. Thank you guys for listening to my episode. I appreciate every one of you who listen and give me the feedback. Enjoy the rest of your day.